we're partnered up and we're going real light and within i don't know the first 10 seconds he put his foot upside my head and just lightly tapped my ear before i knew what the heck had happened So as a follow-up to my last podcast talking about being a good uke, I thought I would actually talk about some good ukes that I've had. I was going back through my memory bank and um, <clears throat> came across this this uh, memory file that I have of one of the best training partners I've come across. The sad part is I cannot remember this guy's name. I can see his face. I could definitely see his foot upside my head. But I cannot, for the life of me, remember his name. A gentleman from Switzerland that was visiting Okinawa, and my sensei had organized um, joint training slash seminar slash just a a good time at the at the Kaikon, the Okinawa Karate Kaikon. And what we had set up was a bit of a round robin type uh, training session where we had. Senseis from Okinawa Kempo, Shodan Ryu, Goju Ryu, and I think we had Uichi Ryu at this one as well. And we would do about a 15 to 20 minute rotation where we would uh, move from sensei to sensei and they would give training on, on something from their, their style, or one of their katas, some of their kihons, some of their applications, whatever they, you know, whatever they desired to teach us. And then at the end of all the training, we did uh, kumite, and what we did was a type of kumite called kakidameshi, or kakidameso, or a variety of different names that it might go by, but I was introduced to this the first time, I think it was up in Kawasaki, mainland Japan, and uh, there was a group that I got invited to train with. There's a particular sensei named Masayoshi Takaku, who is a f- former, or maybe he's a current Kyokushin. Yeah, I guess he still teaches. He has students that still uh, do Kyokushin-style uh, karate and, and, and whatnot. And he's, a, I think, a four-time champion, world champion in, in Kumite. Uh, but what he does is he organizes these events, these kaki kakidami-si or kakidami-sho kumite uh, training sessions where you'll get together with uh, pretty much anybody that that gets an invite from different styles. I've met people there that were Shotokan, um, uh, Wing Chun, uh, different types of Kung Fu, Okinawa Kenpo, uh, Kyokushin, Shoten Ryu, etc., etc. The people that were kickboxers, male, female, it doesn't matter. If you get an invite to come there and train, the idea is you're going to do kumite with everybody. But it's a very controlled, light kumite. Um, you can hit to the face, but super controlled, hit to the body, kick you know, to the head, to the body. Very controlled, and you are um, paired up with someone. You, I think we went for two minutes. I think there were two-minute rounds, and you do about five rounds, and you take a break. So it's it's not real high tempo, and I mean people are going really slow, but you're you're matching up with all these different styles, so you can try different techniques, right? And usually when somebody gets a good hit, which is very light and controlled, you stop. Hey, thank you. That was a great hit. Thank you for teaching me. 
after you just got hit or kicked, right? So we did something like this type of kumite where it was very controlled. You're in a line, um, basically 10 or 15 people line up, partner off, someone is across from you, 10 or 15 people. You do about a two-minute round, you rotate. Well, the first guy that I was partnered up with was this, this sensei that was uh, visiting from Switzerland, and he had his dojo with him. I had no idea who the guy was. Today, That was the first day I ever saw him. We're partnered up, and we're going real light, and within, I don't know, the first 10 seconds, he put his foot upside my head and just lightly tapped my ear before I knew what the heck had happened. He ended up lighting pretty much everybody up that he partnered up with. Come to find out, he was like some multi-time champion, at least in Europe, uh, I guess kind of well-known. On the sport kumite side of the house, which I don't follow, I couldn't tell you anybody's name, really, um, except people that I might know personally. But here's a perfect example of a great training partner. That guy could have taken my head off, and he knew it. He was way, way uh, better class than I was. I mean, my, my level was just in the dirt compared to compared to this guy. Um, but he was teaching me. You know, as we were going through, he was very controlled, um, just doing everything that he was supposed to do, light contact. That's an example of someone that's actually a good training partner, um, teaching the person that has lesser skill, trying to get me to up my skill and, and learn from him. Um, great group of people, and gosh, I... I know I got a business card from the guy. I cannot find it. Um, and I feel terrible that I can't remember his name. Not that he's going to probably listen to the podcast. But just as a contrast to the shadow boxer that I was talking about in the last in the last episode, the last podcast. You know, there are really great training partners out there. <clears throat> I've had other ones uh, here in Okinawa. Okinawans, um, foreigners that are visiting, uh, people in my dojo, people outside my dojo. That uh, Typically, it's someone that is very skilled. Um, and they know that they're they're working with me to help me. They're teaching me. They're bringing me along for the ride because they could just destroy me, right? Um, likewise, when I'm working with someone uh, that's a lesser skill, I have there's no value in me trying to destroy this person. Um, we will sometimes do kumite with the teenagers at uh, my sensei's dojo and kind of light them up a little bit because they they get a little too big like i was talking last time a little too big for their for their ob a little too big for their gi <clears throat> and uh you know that's teenage boys but that, that happens um so anyway i just wanted to contrast this to the last episode where i was talking about those terrible training partners everybody tries to avoid there's been there's been more good training partners that i've come across thankfully especially that guy that put his foot upside my head <clears throat> that also gave me a newfound respect for the sport uh, kumite people uh, you know when they're that fast or that controlled if you can if you can go to it that fast and that controlled you can go through it that fast and that controlled i'm a believer in that um i'm i'm not someone that's going to sit and watch sport kumite all the time uh you know the bouncing up and down and stuff I, i'm just in the screaming I, i'm not that big of a fan of that but I, I definitely have respect for those people that are that controlled and that fast to put their foot upside my head uh, and just remind me, you know, it was kind of like he was, I don't know, like there was a piece of fuzz on my ear or something, and he was kind enough to remove it with his toe. Nice guy. Anyway, contrast to my last episode where I was talking about the bad ukes. I hope you all have some great training partners out there, and I want to thank you very much for tuning in to the Okinawa Karate Podcast. As always, I am Josh Simmers coming to you from the birthplace of karate, Okinawa, Japan. <laughs>